266 in your books. We're down to the end. We, I was just asked, uh, uh, Angie asked me if, if we were going to finish the book tonight. We're going to try, but I don't think we're going to quite make it to the end of the book. But we're going we're gonna to put a big dent in it, and we're, we're going to try and get done. Um, but let me, uh, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2. And I want to talk a little bit about something that I encounter pretty often um, when talking to people about their loved ones. Um, so um, 2 Thessalonians <clears throat> chapter 2, and while you're turning there, we'll go ahead and start reading in the book here uh, on page 266 in the middle. It says, we should live today in the light of eternity. Knowing what God has revealed about the end times should cause us to live now with eternity in view. How specifically we can do that? Or, excuse, how, how specifically can we do that? Um, <clears throat> what is the answer to this question? How can how can we practically how can we as individuals and how can we as Grace Baptist Church live with eternity in view? Okay, something something to hope for. I, I I can I can see the events of this world unfolding, and I don't have to worry about it. Now, do I do I? Think about it. Do it. Does it trouble me? Absolutely, it does. But I don't have to worry about it. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Compassion for others. Okay. All right. In fact, let's go ahead and look at the next blank here. It says, share the gospel regularly is the next is your next uh, blank there. Uh, <clears throat> in lesson 12, we learn how to share the gospel with others. Uh, in, uh, uh, in light of eternity, it is vital that we make time to obey God's uh, great commission on a regular basis. Uh, our time is limited. One missionary wrote, uh, we shall have all eternity to celebrate victories, but we have only a few hours before sunset uh, in which to win them. So there should be an urgency about our lifestyle um, to get the gospel out. There, there, there must be. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, what day were, were we in Lowe's? Were you were you with me when we ran into Tony? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> we we ran into Tony. Yeah, Stephen was there, but I think it was after after I went, left you guys. I ran into Tony, uh, and Tony was following. I won't tell you who it is, but it's a it's an employee at Lowe's that I have been witnessing to for 13 years. And I, I told Tony, I said, Tony, get her to church. 
You know, I said, I've been after her for 13 years. And she, she looked over her shoulder and she says, well, God's been doing it, trying to get it for 30 years. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I thought, my, and this was my thought, she's making light of something very serious. She's making light of something very serious. But, yes, yes. Now, turn to Second Thessalonians. Okay, um, Second Thessalonians chapter two. We'll be there in a second. Um, one of the things that I get asked often uh, is, what happens to those people that are alive now? The rapture happens. Can they get saved after the rapture? Okay, let me rephrase that question. If somebody on this side of the rapture hears the gospel and then the rapture happens and, oh, and they and they and they reject Christ on this side of the uh, this side of the rapture. The rapture happens, can that individual get saved after the rapture? I get asked this question often. Uh, yeah, the rapture happens in a blink of an eye. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Second Thessalonians, <clears throat> chapter two. <clears throat> Let's start reading in verse eight. In flaming fire, taking. Oh, oh, I'm in chapter one. Excuse me. Okay. <clears throat> chapter two, Second Thessalonians, chapter two. Um, and, uh, and then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and with all... Uh, deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So this is, these are people who have rejected the truth of salvation. Verse 11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusions and they uh, excuse me, that they should believe a lie. So what does that say? If they, if they reject the love and the truth of the gospel, then when once the rapture happens, then they will believe the lie. And that should cause within us a burning desire to share the gospel, to tell our loved ones the truth. Because if they reject truth, they will believe a lie. We have the answers. We have all the answers. 
So that is us on an individual basis. But what about us as a church on a corporate basis? What kind of responsibility do we as a church have to get the gospel out? Talk to me. I, I know, I think I know what it is, but talk to me. Okay, okay, we have that responsibility. Let me ask you, is Grace Baptist Church doing enough? There's never enough. There's never enough. Just like there's never enough in my own life. The burden that we carry the truth that we carry. We should. And, and when we started this this chapter, I, I, I hopefully I made it clear. I, I'm not a big conspiracy person. I don't like getting into conspiracy and and <clears throat> and the end times and, and the end times is not a conspiracy. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I just I, I don't spend a lot of time studying the the events of the end times so that I know what's going to happen when and this thing is going to happen and this thing is going to happen. You know, I, I don't do that. But I am aware of what's going to happen. I'm aware of the great tribulation, the, the, the period of time where there will be hell on earth. And I, I don't want anybody to go through that. And me as an individual, you as an individual, and we corporately have a responsibility to make sure that that never happens. We need to do more. And I'm just telling you right out of the gate here, probably in the next month or so, on a Sunday morning, I'm going to be sharing my heart about Grace Baptist Church doing more. We need to do more. Anything, anything before we move on? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, that this is another question that I get asked often. What about children? Um, <clears throat> they're in. Doctrinal, nowhere in the Bible is this phrase mentioned, but there is such a thing as what theologians call the age of accountability. Okay, and that, that, is, that is when a young person reaches a point in their life where they know basically right and wrong, and they can make the decision to get saved and not to get saved. Okay? Um, <clears throat> The, the there are some churches that teach that that is 12 years old. Uh, that is kind of, and I think they kind of get that from the Old Testament. Um, um, yeah, I I I kind of get they I I've kind of always thought that they may get that from the Jewish bar mitzvah thing and all that stuff. And I I don't know I don't know where they get that from. 
But the age of accountability, there is no such thing in Scripture as the age of accountability, although the principle is there. Okay, uh, we That's just what we call it. And what that is, is that is when someone reaches the age where they will stand accountable before God. Now, what age that is, <clears throat> it's different. Every kid is going to be different. Um, kids that grow up in Christians' homes, <clears throat> excuse me, Christian homes, I personally think that age is, is younger. Okay? Um, you know, but I, there's, there's, no, there's no telling. So it's, it's definitely infants, so on and so forth, are, are definitely going to be in heaven. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The age of accountability has nothing to do with with a parent being saved or not saved. Right. 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 So, anything else? No, no. There will be people saved after the rapture. But what I'm saying is the people that have heard the truth and have rejected the truth, they will believe a lie after the rapture. Their their fate is sealed. <clears throat> they will they will reign. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> uh, they will uh, be alive through the millennial reign of Christ. Yeah, through yeah through the rest of yeah there will be a lot of people saved after the rapture. There's no question about that. Only only people that haven't heard the truth, right? Right. That's why the 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 two witnesses, the 144,000 Jews, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But all of this, all I guess what I'm trying to say is all of this should cause us to have an urgency. Because, because there is nothing on the prophetic calendar that has to take place before the rapture happens. Everything has been fulfilled. The only thing that's holding it back is the grace of God. That's the only thing holding it back. So every minute that goes by, there are people passing into eternity I want you to I want you to take a deep breath. Ready? Go. <gasps> Let it out. Ten people just died around the world. During that period of time you held your breath. Ten people around the world died. That's a scary thought. Uh, any any other questions before we before we move on? Yes. I don't know if I have an answer. You're much smarter than I am. <laughs> of course. You sure? <laughs> yeah, the CD's got to go around and around. <laughs> Catch it on the way back through, okay. (laughs) 
I'm sure glad I never do that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Right, right. And I think that um, it's very possible that the grace of God is still the oh, grace of God. Absolutely. And, uh, he wishes that none perish. Right. So it, it, it may cost them their lives to believe. Um, There's no doubt. There's no doubt that during the tribulation, the seven years, that people will die for their faith. There, there's no question about that. No question at all. No and question. I do, and I do think it could be some of the people who have rejected him before the before the tribulation. I mean, I don't think that just because they didn't receive Christ before the tribulation, that at the tribulation, then they've lost all of their ability to be able to make a new decision during the tribulation. You know, I, I, I can only tell you how I read that scripture, okay? I understand it. that It's pretty dry, cut and dry to me. But I, I don't, I, I said this before, I don't, I am not, what's the word? Um, I don't know the answers. I, I don't pretend to know the answers for all of that, you know, all of the, the end times and all that stuff. And, and, and you may be right. And you know what? And that's, I, I hope you are. And 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 right, yeah, and but but the 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 point is this: it should cause us to have an urgency, and and that that is the point that that we need to have an urgency because the only thing the only thing holding back, and, and we saw it in the day of Moses or Moses, uh, the uh, uh, the guy who built the boat, um, oh, no. Noah, um, <laughs> you know, for for. <laughs> You know, how many years did it take him to build a boat? A hundred, a hundred plus years. And he, yeah, and he preached while he was doing it. And again, it just showed the patience and the love of God. Yeah, see... That, that, yeah, and and God closed the door, not 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 Noah. Yeah, so you know. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, cognitive had the cognitive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. His timing is perfect. And and you know the 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 love and the patience and the grace of God is so abundant. So abundant. You know, it I I tell Melanie all the time especially when we're on the freeway. It's a good thing I'm not God. 
I just, I would just be zapping people, you know, you, you caught me up, you know, um, (laughs) you know, I, but no, seriously, it's a good thing I'm not God. Because I can't see the heart. I can't. But we can see the heart of God when it comes to, to reaching the lost. It is, it is an absolute priority in God's, in God's eyes. Anyway, let's go and move on. Uh, Mark, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What, what is the word creature there? Okay, if I'm, and I could be wrong here, but I'm going off my memory. I, I believe that is, uh, means people groups. So every, every people group. I could be wrong, but I believe that that's what that means. Um, and he, uh, excuse me, uh, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he uh, that believeth not shall be damned. <clears throat> so again, the, the, the priority that we have to get the gospel out. And it is not our job to win people to Christ. It is our job to be a witness for Christ. Okay? Yes, sir. And you guys wonder why we never finish a chapter, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I talk to people about Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I witness to people. Um, somebody wants to know more. Um, I invite them to the Bible study. Sure. Uh, I invite people to come and talk to them. Um, because I'm not a scholar. I, all I can do is just give them the basics and, and, and okay. teach them how to what God says about it. Right. So what? Baptism. Now, in this verse, it is connected here. Uh, salvation and baptism is connected. But doctrinally, they're two separate things. Okay? Yeah, like the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross had no opportunity to be baptized. But what did Christ tell him? Today you'll be with me in paradise. So, um, you know, there have been, I, I, I read a book one time, I think I've shared this before, I, I wish I could find it. I've tried to find it on the internet, I can't find it. Anyway, it was, it was a, a book written about uh, chaplains during the Civil War, both sides, Union and, and Confederate chaplains. And stories that you know, they, somebody compiled this book. It's an incredibly interesting book. But the number of 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 men that were saved the night before a battle, and then went into battle and died, is countless. Um, they would have they would have both sides, Union and and Confederate sides. They would have knowing they were going into battle the next day, they would have revival services and hundreds of soldiers would be saved. And then they would go off into battle and many of them died. 
I mean, it was just, it, the book is just an incredible book. And I loaned it to someone and I never got it back. Um, yeah, I know. I need to get a checkout list when I loan out a book. But I can't even find it on the internet anymore. I, I, I've looked and I can't find it. But uh, anyway, just, a, just an incredible book. But the, the point is this. If they, if they get saved, they're saved. Now, now, baptism is a step of obedience. And it's a, it, is a, it is a person recog- uh, uh, not recognizing, uh, well, yeah, recognizing themselves, but identifying, that's the word I'm looking for, is a, it is somebody identifying with what took place in their heart. Okay? Outward, yes. Okay? Does that answer your question? Okay, any other questions? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and and again, going back to that book, how many uh, stories were in this book of of people that you know the, these chaplains were witnessing to guys as they were dying, and their their dying breath was amen, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, boom, off into eternity they went. So. Yeah, no atheists in a foxhole. Absolutely, you know. Now I know. I you know I was in the military, but obviously I never, uh, I, I I never served it in, during wartime, like some of you guys did. Um, but uh, every Vietnam veteran I've talked to will admit, whether they believe in God or not, will will admit that when you're under fire, you're praying. <laughs> you know. So it, it yeah. So, anybody else? Okay, your next point here. Uh, remember, we will give an account. During the tribulation on earth, we will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Second Corinthians, who, who wants to read 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 10? Okay, Melanie. And then uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verses uh, 12 to 15. Who, who wants to read that one? Okay, Jim. Okay, <clears throat> Melanie, when you find it, go ahead. Okay, uh, back to the book here. It says, this judgment is not the same as the great white throne, which we, we have already talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We already talked about the difference and all that. Um uh, it is it uh, it is not to determine if we are going to heaven or hell. Uh, Jesus' blood has already cleansed us from all, all our sin. It is not to judge us for uh, every wicked thing that we have done. Again, those sins were already uh, judged at the cross. Just as uh, a competitor in an athletic competition should stand before. Um, the ancient Bema seat to receive his reward, so we will stand before our Lord to be rewarded for our faithful service. So the judgment seat of Christ is to reward us for the works we did for, uh, for God out of pure motives. Okay, who's got First Corinthians? Oh, Jim, Jim, go ahead. Every man 
any man's work abide which he has, hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But if he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Okay, so let's let's leave this verse up for a second, Chris. We've talked about this many times, but it's a good reminder here for us. When we stand before Christ, we will be we will receive the rewards for our works. And they are one of six things. Six six things. What are they? Okay, gold, silver, precious stone. And what are the other three? Wood, hay, stubble. So we will we will receive this stuff, okay? And then it says we will it will be uh, it, we will it'll be tried by fire. So we will take this stuff and we will put it into the furnace, and then we will pull it out. What do you think is going to survive? The the gold, silver precious stones. So the question then becomes, what is the difference between gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble? Your heart attitude. It isn't necessarily what you do, but it's more about why do you do it. If you do a good work to gain recognition did you do a good work for a good reason? No. See, God knows our hearts. And it's those people that, I, you know, um, <clears throat> I think, this is just me, I think that that day when we when we stand before Christ and our works are tried by fire, we're going to pull out a lot of things and thought. And, and we're and I, I believe this. And, and there's no proof to this. Is just what I believe. We were going to we're going to look at that, and God's going to remind us of every little thing that is represented there. And I think the majority of that we're going to go. Wow, I don't remember doing that. Yes. Absolutely. Well, we're getting there. We're we're getting there. Okay. We're we're getting there. Okay. So, uh, uh, any other questions before we move on? Okay. Because what we're gonna do with what's left over is really pretty cool. Okay. So, um, so that it goes on. It says the crown of righteousness. Oh, wait, did I? No, I, let me back up a paragraph. Um, scripture mentions at least five reward, uh, rewards crown, and crowns uh, that we can win. I, I would, in the book here, he uses the word win. I, I, I kind of think you earn, earn them. You don't necessarily win them. Anyway, but uh, it says every, every child of God should have a goal to win or earn each of these, why? Uh, we will have the opportunity to cast them at Jesus' feet, giving honor to him who enabled us to serve him. So does that answer your question, Kenny? So we will then pull all of these things out. Now, again, this is my opinion. 
we're going to look at that. We're going to have an opportunity to reflect on that. And then I'm going to walk over to Jesus and lay it at his feet. No, they're not for us. It is for us. It is for us to honor him. And, and what a joyous time that will be. What a joyous time that will be. You know, and, and let me say this. Again, this is, this is me. This is my idiotic brain working here. I think that when we get this and we stick it into the fire and we pull it out, we're gonna, there, there are going to be things in our life and we're going to say, hey, what happened to, to this event in my life? What happened to this event in my life? And then it's going to dawn on us, you know what? It was wood, hay, stubble. You know what I'm saying? Again, that's just me. I, there's no proof of that. That's just me. <clears throat> so, the, the crown of righteousness. Um, well, did, any other questions before we move on? Yes, ma'am. Oh, you've, you do a lot for God. You do a lot for God. Yeah. Yes. Just because you're not up here preaching, and besides, you know what, to be perfectly honest, I, I don't think as a pastor I'm going to get anything special just because I'm a pastor. I, in fact, it, yeah, if, if anything, I'm going to get just started. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're electronic is the problem. Um, anybody else for, before we move on? Okay, let's talk about the crowns. You have the crown of righteousness. The crown, uh, this crown is given to those who look for the re, uh, return, excuse me, look forward to the return of Christ. I think a lot of people in this room are going to get that crown because we're all looking forward to it. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8 Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, uh, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Um, so I think that that's going to be a pretty popular one, because I don't know any Christian that's not looking for the, uh, the second, the, the coming of Christ. Um, and then you have the crown of life, and this is the martyr's crown, um, but it is also given to those who uh, overcome temptation in James uh, chapter 1 and verse 12. Uh, you can look that up. Uh, Revelation chapter 2 in verse 10, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that ye, ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation ten days, but thou, uh, faith, but thou faithful, uh, but be thou faithful unto unto death, 
and I will give thee a crown of life. And then you have the incorruptible crown. Uh, This is given to those who exhibit uh, temperance or moderation in their lives. Uh, It is the result of yielding to the Holy Spirit and being a testimony to those around us. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 25, uh, And every man that uh, striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it <clears throat> to obtain a corruptible crown, uh, um, but we an incorruptible. And then the crown of rejoicing. <clears throat> Uh, This crown is given to those who have given their lives to reach people for Christ. The reason it is called a crown of rejoicing is because there is no greater joy than being used to win someone to Christ. And amen to that. There is nothing in this world like praying with someone as they accept Christ in their life. There is nothing like it. First uh, Thessalonians chapter two and verse nineteen. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Uh, are not even ye in the presence of our Lord <clears throat> Jesus Christ at His coming? And then you have the <clears throat> crown of glory. Uh, this crown is given to those who faithfully help lead people in the Word of God. It is not reserved only for pastors. Every uh, child of God should be actively involved in teaching someone, uh, someone else. First uh, Peter chapter five and verse four. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall uh, receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now, <clears throat> let me say this. I, a minute ago, I said that there's nothing special that I will receive as a pastor, and I, and I believe that. I believe that this crown is not just for pastors. It's for people who teach children. She, she, you taught uh, the junior church this morning. My wife does. Those Awana workers. And, 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 and uh, let me, let me I, I believe this. Now, I have no proof of this, but I believe this. Parents, when you teach your children in the ways of righteousness, and you grandparents, and you're teaching your grandchildren, it is the same, same thing in, in, in the way I see it, okay? I, when we get to heaven, I could be wrong, sue me, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get in line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially in heaven. I think there's kind of a, a rule about that. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, the, the most exciting moment of the judgment seat of Christ is when uh, we have the privilege to do with these re- uh, rewards, cast them at Jesus' feet in grateful worship. Uh, somebody want to read Revelation chapter 4, um, verse, verse 10 and 11. Amen. Can you go back to the last verse, Chris, please? 
Uh, did I mess you up? No, 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 no. Uh, verse uh, Revelation 4.10. Okay. <clears throat> when I read this verse, <clears throat> can anybody tell me who the four and 20 elders are, the, or the 24 elders? I'm sorry? Tribes? No, there's 12 tribes, not 24. Yeah. Okay, I looked it up. Because <laughs> I didn't know. I, I read this the other day, and I'm like, who are the four and 20 elders? Who are the 24 elders? And I, I found out something really, really cool. Nobody else knows either. I, I did. I, I, re- I pulled out some commentaries. I, I, I even got on the Internet and checked a couple of websites that I, that I trust, and, and, and nobody knew. And so I, I, what I did is I copied down, I, I, I copied down two of the theologians uh, that, I, that I like, and I wanted to share with you what, what they said. Um, the first one said, The book of Revelation uh, nowhere uh, specifically identifies who the, the 24 elders are. However, they are most likely representatives of the church. Uh, it is unlikely that they are uh, angelic beings, uh, as some suggest. Uh, the fact that they sit on thrones indicates that they reign with Christ. Nowhere in Scripture do angels ever rule or sit on thrones. The church, however, is repeatedly said to rule and reign with Christ. Revelation chapter 2, chapter 5, chapter 20, Matthew and, and, and Luke and so on and so forth. So this theologian believes that it is 24 representatives from the New Testament church. Okay? I don't know. Uh, the, the other one that I, I read, and I really liked what he said, he says, uh, as you as you can see, there are different opinions surrounding who the 24 elders in Revelation are. Uh, honestly, uh, we won't know for certain now. The best we can do is gather some information as uh, we can and uh, come to the best conclusion possible. We should not let, I love this part, we should not let this lead us to argue and debate, but listen and learn. We don't know who the elders are right now, but we will know then, and at that time, it won't matter who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> I like that, you know? Uh, we don't know who the four and 20 elders are. All we know is that they're going to sit on the throne with Christ and they're going to reign with Christ. Now, I doubt very seriously it's going to be me. Okay, just saying. You know, I know it's not going to be Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love you, buddy. (laughs) No, but seriously, who's it? You know, and the thing is, and this is where theologians get really whacked out. They will argue about this stuff for hours and days and months and years. And the whole point is why? 
It doesn't matter. It does not matter. In fact, when we stand there and we figure out who they are, we're not going to care. We're just going to be praising Jesus. We're going to be casting our crowns at his feet. We're going to be taking the stuff that made it through the fire, and we're going to be saying, thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. It is going to be a great time of rejoicing. Not one of, why ain't I up there? You know, like Peter and Peter, uh, was it Peter and his brother? Simon, no, uh, was it? Yeah, who was going to sit at one hand and who's going to sit at the other? And, you know, no, you know, there's no, there's no jealousy there. We're going to say, praise God. I, I just, you know, anyway. So we're almost done with this chapter. Let's, let's make some application here. Every day uh, <clears throat> you are in the middle of spiritual battle. I hope you understand that. Satan actively works to resist you uh, and to resist your efforts to live for God. Always remember, however, that God is greater and that he has given you the resources to live a, uh, in, in daily victory. Here are a few practical ways you can live in the light of eternity. Number one is put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. You know, a soldier would never dream of going into battle half-dressed. No, no soldier would ever do that. Or without its weapon. And Christians today, all over our country, have failed to realize that we are in a battle. And it is, it is as real as what's going on in the Ukraine. The battle is real. And we need, we need to put on the armor. <clears throat> the second thing, tell others about Christ and invest in their spiritual growth. This is so important. So important. I'm going to kind of give myself away here. <clears throat> I, a minute ago, I told you that uh, it probably in the next month, maybe two, I don't know, I haven't really, I'm still praying about it and kind of wrapping my head around my thoughts. But I'm going to be sharing with you some of the burdens that I have that Grace Baptist Church needs to do in this community. Invest. I love the way he used the word Invest. Invest in their spiritual growth. We need, we need to be doing more. And you know what? Let me do that. Let me give you some homework. Be thinking of ways we as a church can do more. Okay? Be thinking about that. Because we're gonna we're gonna be talking about it. And then <clears throat> the third thing is live every day looking forward to to Jesus' return. I'll tell you what, if you live looking forward to the return of Jesus in the rapture, it'll, it'll revolutionize the way you live today. Because the things of this earth don't become very important anymore.
So live in the light. Live in the light of eternity. And it will change your life. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work you do in our lives. I'm so very thankful for all that you do. And Lord, help us to be more like you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.